everybody, welcome to the export. I'm Raven Exit. Alongside me, as always, is Biggie, aka Ethan Tate, aka somebody who I am very interested to know. What are your thoughts on the whole? A few of the games came out for the NFL schedule. So, from we're going to talk about a little bit more later, but is there a particular game that's got your attention, or are you just way ready for the rest of the schedule to drop? I'm ready. I mean, out of the international games, the only one I think that really caught my attention is the obvious Eagles Chiefs rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, outside of like just the games, I mean, the game that I always really just has my attention is the Norman Raiders Steelers. Rivalry. I mean, Baltimore is supposed to be going to London this year, and I hope it's better than the first time we went to London because we got our butts kicked. That was, what, 2017 against the Jags? So, yeah, not fun times, but hopefully this year will be better. Uh, Here's what we got coming for you guys on the show. Like I mentioned, we're going to take a look at some of those early announcements with the NFL schedule, but also discuss the Lamar Jackson saga and whether or not he really did want to be traded from Baltimore. We're going to discuss the Milwaukee Bucks deciding to fire Mike Budenholzer despite winning the championship just a couple of years ago and if the Milwaukee Bucks moved too quickly. And then we're going to be joined by a very special guest to discuss our backlash recap as well as who should be the in the finals for the world heavyweight championship but before we get to any of that please share check out the export.net i repeat the export.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our youtube channel entitled the x report so without further ado let's go ahead and kick things off with some nfl league news starting out of new york it was announced that they signed their all pro defensive tackle dexter lawrence to a contract extension for four years worth 90 mil and six 60 mil guaranteed. Uh, this meal makes Dexter Lawrence the third highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Now, staying in New York, there's another disgruntled defensive tackle looking for a contract, and that's Quentin Williams. We kind of saw it like when Jalen Hurts got his deal and then Lamar got his deal not long after. Do you think that with Dexter Lawrence's contract being done, the Jets will be able to work something out with Quentin Williams soon? I think so, because, I mean, when you think about it, it's going – with Dexter Lawrence getting it, he didn't get, like, a groundbreaking, like, oh, he's the next highest-paid D-tackle deal. Like, he's the third highest-paid. So he didn't necessarily reset the market, and it's going to kind of be like, hey, you could argue, like, hey, I beat this guy in a similar category as you as far as level of player, um, and this is what he's getting paid. So let's try to work it out from there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think Quentin Williams is good. Last year was obviously the best year of his career, but he finally became the player everybody was expecting him to be when he got drafted third overall. So this could potentially be a perfect time for him to kind of have that breakout year. But, I mean, you and I have kind of talked about it off the air, but with the Aaron Rodgers deal, and, I mean, he's going to have, what, a hundred-some million-dollar cap hit next year, I think it's going to be really hard to get something done, especially if they wait. So I hope for the Jets' sake they're able to work something out with Quentin sooner rather than later because if not, it's going to be a big blow to their defense. But, all right, let's go ahead and move on to some rumors. So during the NFL draft, it was reported that the Arizona Cardinals were in talk with trading their quarterback, Kyler Murray, to the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, that did not happen. But do you think that for both sides, or just either of those teams are going to regret not getting a deal done? Mm, I think for the Falcons, they might have regretted it. Simply because, like, you draft B. John Robinson, 
you have Drake London, you have Kyle Pitts. Like, you don't necessarily have your quarterback of the future. Um, and I know that you can say, like, hey, we might tank out this year and try to get, like, a Taylor Williams or some or Drake May that comes out of this class. But I think, like, when he's healthy, Kyler Murray is, at minimum, a top 15 quarterback. And if you're able to, like, get him in an offense where you compare him more with a dynamic running back, just think about the the habit that you can create from the zone read along along with him as a quarterback. From the Arizona side, I think they might regret it simply because college just been a headache for them um, over these past couple of seasons, and they might just have been ready to move on. But, you know, talent always overrules all until you start really losing, and then they blow it up. Yeah, I feel that. And, I mean, reportedly it was also in an effort to kind of save some money. I think I agree with you in terms of the Falcons because they seem to be all in on Desmond Ritter. And to their credit, they have added some nice pieces around him to kind of take some of the pressure off of his shoulders. But if this does all go to crap and he obviously proves not to be the guy, it would be unfortunate to know that not only could they have got maybe a Kyler Murray, maybe they could have been on in on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes or a different, better quarterback. And like you said, you're kind of banking on getting Caleb Williams or maybe a Drake May out of North Carolina. And if you miss on both of those guys, this could be a move that could come back to haunt the Falcons. And then as for the Cardinals, like you said, I mean, talent is very important. I mean, there's still some character and leadership issues when it comes to Kyler Murray, but it's like, Again, I'm a believer of why create a problem if you don't have one. Like, I feel like if Kyler Murray has another year or two where he's disappointed, then yeah, maybe try to make that move to move on. But as of right now, I just think it's so hard to find a good quarterback in the NFL that you got to try to keep him, especially if you feel like you're a few pieces away from contending. And though I think the Cardinals have a lot more work to do before they're in that conversation, I mean, they were just in the playoffs a couple of years ago, and they did look okay to start the season off before injuries kind of derailed them. So... I think they should give Kyler at least another year or two and then go from there. But all right, let's go ahead and take a look at some of the early games that have already been announced for the season. We'll have a full breakdown of the schedule next week because the uh, full schedule is going to drop tomorrow night after this episode would have came out. So let's just go ahead and talk about some of the games that we know are going to take place. Starting off with the holiday slate. We have on Black Friday, the first Black Friday game ever. It's going to be the Dolphins at Jets. Christmas Day, it's going to be Giants at Eagles. And then for New Year's Eve, it's going to be Bengals at Chiefs. We're I think we're in agreement that Bengals at Chiefs is the most interesting game, right? Absolutely. Just checking, because I told you last night, I wouldn't have been surprised if that's how they opened the Chiefs' season. But, I mean, that game is going to be a big game just because they're two of the best teams in the AFC, two of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. That's going to be a fun one. Right here is the international schedule. Week four is going to be Falcons versus Jaguars. Week five is going to be Jags versus Bills. Which, now that I think about it, that's so stupid to have the Jags do back-to-back. Neither here nor there. Um... Week six, it's going to be Ravens versus Titans. Week nine, Dolphins versus Chiefs in Germany. And week 10, it's going to be Colts versus Patriots in Germany. I got to say that this NFL schedule totally dropped the ball on not having Tyreek Hill return to Arrowhead, but that's just my yeah. opinion. I think that was stupid. And I actually was wrong. I said I think I said the Eagles versus Chiefs. I meant the Dolphins versus Chiefs. Yeah. Um. 
I think personally, of course, I care the most about the Ravens and Titans game. But yeah, I'm sure everybody wants to tune in the Dolphins and Chiefs. Yeah, because, like, I mean, again, I definitely agree with you. Where they dropped the ball on, making not allowing Tyreek Hill's return and being arrowhead. But, like, that's going to be an interesting game. For one, the primary thing is Tyreek Hill facing his former team. But also, like, hey, last year when Tua was healthy, that offense looked like it can be an offense that can keep up with um, a Patrick Mahomes to their offense. So it could potentially be fireworks. Yeah, and I mean, not only that, but we got to remember the moves that the Dolphins have made. I mean, they got Jalen Ramsey back there. I'm sure this is a great opportunity for him to show that he's that guy, especially if he can have a great game against Patrick Mahomes. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a very compelling one. I hate that I got to get up really early to watch it because it's going to be an international game. So I think it's going to start at 8.30, 9.30 in the morning. So that part sucks. But I'll say this, the international games this year are better than the ones we had this past season. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go ahead and play a quick game of believable or buffoonery. And we're going to start off with Lamar Jackson. As we all know, on draft day, well, the first night of the NFL draft, Lamar Jackson signed a five-year, $260 million extension with the Baltimore Ravens. And since then, he's done a lot more talking to the media. In one interview, he discussed his trade request that he posted, what was that, March 27th, and said this, I really didn't care for other teams. I just really wanted to get something done here. I wanted to be here. Other teams are cool, but I want to be a Raven. I said something in 2018 on August 26th, if I'm not mistaken, and I meant that. I'm standing on that until I get it done. I really want to finish my career here. I want to win a Super Bowl here. The statement he's referring to is when he was picked 32nd overall. Baltimore Ravens traded back into the first round to get him, and he said that Baltimore was going to get a Super Bowl out of me. While all of this sounds great, a trade request is still a trade request. So believable or buffoonery. Do you believe that Lamar Jackson really didn't want to get traded out of Baltimore? I'm, I 100% believe. I think it's one of those things to where it's like, when you look at all the teams that were attached to um, Lamar Jackson's name, in like trade rumors and trade talks, none of them were as good as Baltimore. Um, even before, in my opinion, even before the Odell signing, like, like say for instance, Atlanta, like you have Drake May, you have Kyle Pitts, but Atlanta's defense was, wasn't that great. Like they made great improvements on their defense um, over the course of the offseason, um, free agency, I think, not great improvements, but decent improvements to their defense in the offseason and through the draft. Like, to, in my personal opinion, Lamar looked at it and was like, hey, my best chance to win is if I stay here in Maryland. And he just had, you know, you always got to throw up a smoke screen. It's just like when you want a certain amount of money, you always ask for the, a higher amount. So when you ask for the amount that you really want, it doesn't look as bad. Yeah. And so now it kind of begs the question of, because it was that rash of NFL teams and coaches coming out and be like, yeah, Lamar is great, but we're not interested. I wonder what came first. Them reaching out to Lamar and being like, hey, well, them reaching out to Lamar and Lamar being like, hey, I'm not really interested. Or did they actually say they were interested, but then double back trying to talk to Lamar? I'm interested to know I, how what that dynamic was. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, I could probably see both. Like, I probably could see it being like, 
maybe some teams they reached out to him and he said, "Nah, I'm good." And then I could probably see some teams being like, like for instance, I could see the Falcons reaching out to him and him being like, "Nah, I'm good." But like the coach, I could see the coach probably saying like, "Oh no, we're good." And then like looking at their situation before they really considered drafting Anthony Richardson and being like, "Oh, trying to sneak in at the last second to get him." I feel that. And then I feel like there seems like the Lions who like probably really weren't interested. Because, I mean, a lot of people are trying to put him with them. But I think they actually do rock with Jerry Goff. So, we shall see. Happy that this whole saga is over. Hopefully, we can stay healthy and bring us that Super Bowl. Uh, let's go ahead and continue on with the, com- the quarterback conversation. Taking things to Carolina. A team that was not in the Lamar Jackson sweepstake because they had the first overall pick. Which they used on quarterback out of Alabama, Bryce Young. However, despite drafting him high, they did sign Andy Dalton in free agency. And they... Their owner reportedly said, I mean, the general manager said this, if Andy's the guy to start the season and he's the starter right now heading into the season, then he'll be the guy. When Bryce is ready or Matt Corral is ready, whoever it may be, that'll be the time they go in. To be fair, when Andy Dalton was with Chicago and uh, their team said that Andy Dalton was going to be their starter, he did start week one. So it's not an impossibility, but believable or buffoonery. Andy Dalton will be the week one starter for the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to say... I'm going to say buffoonery because you're not going to... Because when when pick was Justin Fields? Justin Fields was the 11th pick. So in my mind, it's a difference in and granted, you know, he's a first a first round quarterback. It's a difference in drafting the guy at eleven and drafting the guy at one. When you draft the guy at one, it's essentially saying like, "Hey, bro, we're bringing you here to turn around this franchise, and you're going to get on the field immediately." So I'm going to say buffoonery. Yeah, I'm calling buffoonery on that as well. I mean, there's just been so much hype around Bryce Young, and rightfully so. And everybody in the organization just talks about how smart he is, how quickly he picks things up. I would be legitimately shocked if he was not the week one starter. And it's funny that they mentioned Matt Corral, because that would be the ultimate surprise if Matt Corral messed around and was the week one starter. But... Uh, no, I, I think it's going to be Bryce. All right, continuing on the conversation of quarterbacks, particularly Carolina Panthers-based ones, Cam Newton recently did an interview on Undefined with Josina Anderson. I mean, yeah, Anderson, discussing his recent lack of NFL opportunities. And rather than blaming it on his actual play, he says it comes from his appearance. He said, people have hinted towards me to say, Cam, we want you to go back to the 2015 clean cut Cam. But that was a different me. He also mentioned that his embracing style as well as growing his hair out has played a role in why teams have not given him an opportunity nor have made him the face of their franchise. So believable or buffoonery, Cam Newton has lost out on opportunities because of his appearance. Buffoonery. I mean... Lamar Jackson is a guy that he either has cornrows or he has a nappy fro. Anthony Richardson just got drafted as a fourth as a fourth overall pick and he has dreads. Like nah, I can't buy in the in, in today's like society, like think like Cam's hairstyle is way more acceptable now than it has been at any other point. So I'm gonna have to say before her. Yeah, I'm calling big buffoonery on that as well. Because don't get me wrong, I think that there are 100% racial prejudices and biases within the NFL. 
But Cam, it's not like your last time out on the field was good. Like and like you mentioned with uh, Lamar Jackson and his appearance, like when he went to his uh, presser, man rolled out with a uh, with it's a twist out. A turn? Yeah. <laughs> like. And not to say it's not the same thing as Cam's hair, but it's still at the end of the day, I don't I think the days of oh well they wouldn't play me because I'm black. I think at quarterback those days are slowly becoming a thing of the past because at the end of the day, teams wanna make money and they wanna win. And so no matter what color you are, if you helping me win games, you're gonna be here. Cam Newton did not help anybody win games. He struggled with the Patriots when he was there for that one season, and then he was a backup, and then went to Carolina, and I don't think he won a game that he started while he was there. Should he be a backup somewhere? Yeah, sure, but the product that you're putting out is not good, and I think that speaks more volumes than your actual appearance. And then, like, when he says, like, the recent interview he did, like, the quarterbacks he'd be willing to back up, like stuff like that is more off-putting than what he wears. Yeah, and I mean, like when he played for the Patriots, he had basically his hair is grown, obviously, but he had the same hairstyle then. Yeah, and it's like Bill Belichick gave you a chance, and he's the most like, hey, I want the clean cut guy there is there is in the NFL. And again. That's what the Patriots, who probably have the most rigid head coach in front office in the league. So, nah. I'm calling big cap on that, Cam. Like I said, like like I talk, we talked about, if it was like an Andrew Luck type situation, if I would hear that and other teams don't want to give me an opportunity, yeah, I'd be pissed off. That has more merit than you're not getting looks because of your appearance. But that's just me. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to the NBA, starting off with our Mamba Players of the Week. Out of the Eastern Conference, I got to go Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, if you say anybody other than Jimmy Butler, like the only person I could put maybe close is Joel Embiid, but it's hands down so far the playoffs has been Jimmy Butler's time. It's it, nobody is on his level right now. Not say nobody else has been playing well, but it's like Jimmy Butler and everybody else notches below him. All right, uh, my Western Mamba is going to be Nikola Jokic. We two for two. I got Nikola as well. Most definitely. All right, let's move on to our takeaways. You can start us off. Takeaways. Um, number three, the Golden State Warriors. My first, my my takeaways. I think their window. I think their window is officially closed. Um, I think that you, like this whole season, they've been like a discombobulated but functioning mess, if that makes sense. Like, they, when they're at home, they play amazing. When they're on the road, they play like they have never played in the NBA before. Um, and even to think about it from this standpoint of like the the play that everybody's talking about that LeBron read, like you guys really ran a play that's named after the Lakers head coach. The play is called Hammer because it's named after Darvin Ham. And to me, that just shows kind of um, that just shows kind of like how this how this somewhat dysfunctional they've been. Even the three pointer that Clay took, um 
like you saw the frustration from Draymond and Steve Kerr. And we've never in the history of the playoffs seen those guys show frustrations in any shots that any of those guys have taken. So, yeah, I think the window, I think this is probably the Warriors' last dance. Well, if it is, it was a hell of a ride. I'll give them that. Uh, my number three is maybe it is time for the Knicks to look in the moving Julius Randle. I mean, I think it was Stephen A. Smith who mentioned how he thinks the team should trade him. I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I don't think that Julius Randle is necessarily a bad player, but it just comes down to those moments of when you need your best players to show up, and he hasn't really done that. I mean, it's really been the Jalen Brunson show. R.J. Barrett has had some nice performances, and granted, Julius Randle has been dealing with the injury, but it's just like even he said it in a post-game presser. presser he was like, it feels like they wanted more. And the Heat have been playing like they have wanted it more. And if you're publicly coming out as a player and you feel comfortable enough saying that, even if it is the truth, clearly it feels like you've already kind of given up. Yeah, my number two is, um, like, it's just, it's crazy how the Phoenix Suns, they essentially gave up the future of their franchise and they're not even going to see the fruits of it. I don't see in any way that the Nuggets are going to lose to the, um, the Nuggets are going to lose to the Suns. It have to be like some miraculous, like video game his performances from KD and Devin Booker, which I know that they can do. But just like right now, you see that the thing that the Nuggets have, they have depth. Like they have multiple guys that can do a lot of different things. Like, you can get 20, 20 plus from Jamal Barry, Michael Porter Jr. We obviously know what Yokies can do. And then, like, Bruce Brown has become, like, a major factor for them coming off the bench. Did he drop 25 and, off the bench last game? I think so. Yeah. And he was, like, a guy in Denver where it's, like, he, he, was, he wasn't really that big. He was, like, a 3 and D kind of guy. Now he's a, a key contributor. And the Suns just don't have the depth to match it. And, like, you just have to have, like, other worthy performances from KD and Book to even kind of contend with them. So I think that that's kind of, they just kind of show, like, hey, again, another situation where KD goes outside outside of Golden State, where KD goes to, like, a quote-unquote super team, and it just hasn't panned out. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, my number two is the Celtics are going to need more than luck to reclaim the series. I don't think it's over by any means, but, I mean, these last two performances just have been dis- disappointing. That overtime game, that's just a heartbreaker. Marcus Smart with that last shot, I mean, that's going to hurt. And then this past game, it just looked like they couldn't stop anybody. Uh, Joel Embiid had over 30. I think Tyrese Maxey had 30. Uh, Tobias Harris and James Harden both had double digits. It just seemed defensively they just were not there. And like I said, I don't think this series is necessarily over, but they got to get it together some kind of way. I don't know who in that locker room needs to put a fire under everybody, but it seems like they're just out of it right now. My number one is this is this is vindication for the 2020 bubble finals. Um, over the past couple of years, we've put an asterisk on this season and put an asterisk on that championship run by the Lakers. Because we were like, hey, that wasn't a bubble. It wasn't really validated. But when you look up, just saying, like, granted, it's a different Lakers thing, 
but you still seen like some of the like LeBron and AD being the player that you saw in their finals, and you seen Jimmy Butler doing the same exact stuff that he was doing. And even to an extent, you're seeing Jamal Murray looking more like bubble Jamal Murray than he's had at any other point. And I think that that's kind of just to show, like, hey, the guys that you kind of read that were written off in the bubble, like, they they are, like, contributors in the current landscape of the NBA. Yeah, true. My number one is Jordan Poole is not ready to be appointed as the new Splash Bro. I mean, everybody's been talking about how bad he's been, but I think this past game really just set the tone of like, nah, Jordan Poole has been terrible. I mean, throughout this series, he's only scored over double-digit points one time, and that was in game one. And even then, in the, what, past 10 games, he's only scored over 20 points twice. And, I mean, this is somebody who you just gave a big contract extension to. Last season, it really seemed like he was going to make those big strides and really become that guy, and he just has not done it. And you kind of talked about it with the um, Suns and just, yes, you get KD and uh, Devin Booker balling out, but if nobody else is really contributing offensively, what are you going to do? Steph can only do so much. Klay Thompson can only do so much. Jordan Poole is supposed to be the guy who helps add to it. So same for Andrew Wiggins, but we are not seeing that production, which is a big reason why they're down in the hole that they're in right now. Yeah. But all right, let's go ahead and look at the current standings uh, throughout the playoffs, starting off in the Eastern Conference. Right now, the uh, 76ers are up 3-2 over the Celtics. Next game is going to be tomorrow night in Philly. Do you think Philly is able to close it out, or do you think Boston ties the series? I think Boston ties it. I think Philly closes it out. I think they're going to be in front of their fans. I think a big thing that's been talked about but PJ took a call and Joel and beat it out. Yeah. And being like, hey, when you like when you're not playing to your full potential, like you're you're disappointing us and you're letting us down. Because he's right. Like when Joel and beat is aggressive in a circle, no one in the NBA can guard him. And I think sometimes he gets caught up in the matchup with Al Horford because Al Horford has defended him well in the past. But like, hey, bro, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, you're bigger than him, you're stronger than him, you're faster than him, and you're more skilled than him. And once you get, once you put that in your mind, you can dominate out. And I think that he's going to have an MVP type game. I think James Harden is going to have like, but he's not going to have like one of those crazy explosive games. But he's going to have like twenty. And I'll say 2018, you might see another 20 added by Tyrese Maxey or um, Tobias, and they pull the WL. Fair enough. All right, moving on to the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. They play tonight. I think Miami goes two for two in terms of winning series in five games. I think it's over. Yeah, I think the Knicks are demoralized. Uh, I watched a lot of their games, the last game that they played. I think not yesterday, but the day before. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of like moments where they could have gotten like crucial rebounds to help like stop the bleeding or like start a run. And they just were like standing around and Miami guys just run to the ball uncontested, no boxing out. And like when you see stuff like that, that's more of like a, you're demoralized and you don't have, kind of like what Julius Randle said, maybe they do want him more than us. And 
that's what it looks like right now. So I think they're going to pull it out. Agreed. All right, moving on to the Western Conference. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are up 3-2 over the Suns. Next game is going to be tomorrow night, um, and it's going to be in Phoenix. Do you think the Suns are going to be able to tie it, or you think it's a wrap? I think they're going to be able to tie it, just because they're in the home crowd. Home crowd, I think Devin Booker and KD are going to probably put up at least a combined 60 at minimum, mm-hmm. and you're going to get some better role playing from their bitch. I mean, I hope so for their sake because, again, it's been great watching Kevin and uh, – oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Devin Book. I keep forgetting your name. Uh, like, it's been great seeing them play to the best of their abilities, but if nobody else is stepping up, it's been crazy. Speaking of nobody stepping up, DeAndre Aiden, brother, where have you been? And then you want to get mad when your coach doesn't play you in the fourth quarter. Right. Like, you haven't done anything worth playing. You're not playing no defense. You're not scoring. Why are you on the court? Yeah, I'm again. It just comes back to why I'm still shocked that he's still in Phoenix because I really thought last all season he was gone. Yeah. All right, and then last but not least, Lakers up three one over the Golden State Warriors. That game is coming on tonight. Do you think the Lakers close it out in Golden State, or do you think that the uh, Warriors hold them off? I think Warriors win tonight. I think they win. They're gonna be again. They play. They're one of the best home teams in the NBA. Yeah. They're playing for their um they're they're playing for their life. Not their lives, but they're playing for like he's winning or go home and I think their team is gonna win. I think Steph's gonna have a good game. They play's gonna have a decent game. I still think Jordan Poole is gonna play bad, but I think they're gonna pull it out. Yeah. And then also, um, I don't think Lonnie Walker is gonna have a quarter that he had in game four. Which yeah. props to him. Played amazing. I think he scored what fourteen compared to the Warriors seventeen or like vice versa. But it was fifteen compared to like seventeen. Thank you. Yeah, so which is awesome and great, but I don't think that's gonna happen again. But I mean again, it just shows the importance of having a good bench and having people step up so it's not just the stars having to carry all of the weight. Because I think had it not been for Lonnie, the Warriors would have won that game. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to the news of Mike Budenholzer being fired after the Milwaukee Bucks first round exit. Um, and it's, it comes unfortunate because he was just two years removed away from bringing the Bucks their first NBA championship in over 50 years. And during that time, he had never had a season where he lost. I mean, he every season he was there, he won at least 63% of his games. And a lot of people are questioning the championship window, or at least for head coaches in the NBA, about whether or not teams have decided to move on too quickly. So where do you stand on the Bucks and Mike Budenholzer? Do you think they were wrong for getting rid of him after one series? Absolutely not. I think um, I think before the NBA season started, I think one of us, or even both of us, said like one of our bold predictions is that Mike Budenholzer was going to be fired if they didn't make it to the finals this year. Um, and I think that unfortunately, I think he fit, he falls into the category of like he's a coach that can get them to a certain plat a certain level, but he can't get them over the hump. The benefit that he had is the one year that he won, that he made it, and he won the championship. Is that the Bucks ran into a really really easier road because of injuries in the playoffs. Like, we talked about it maybe, what, two two, two weeks ago? 
where Kyrie said, like, hey, if we were here, we would have won the championship. Yeah. Like, I think there's some truth behind it because I think they played an injured book. Milwaukee, they played an injured um, Brooklyn team. I forgot. They also played another injured team, like, right after that or before that. And then they ran it. They played the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals when the Hawks randomly made it because mm-hmm. the other team injured as well. So they had a really easy road. And I mean, the, the Suns, they were good, but they weren't like NBA championship level or NBA championship caliber team. Um, so I think that like, yeah, he, I know it kind of sucks because he won the championship with him and he is a good coach, but I don't think that he's like, I'm going to get you over the hump in a really contested, like hard, fall playoff um, field type of series with a group of teams. I'm a bit torn on it. On the one hand, I do agree. I do think that, like, if we're talking best NFL, I mean, NBA coaches, his name isn't going to be immediately thought of. And, yes, they did win a championship. But like you said, there are a whole lot of other mitigating factors that had one thing went differently, we wouldn't be talking about the Bucks as champions. Um, and so, in that retrospect, I do get it. But on the other hand, it's like – The team had been so good. Of course, a first-round exit and you're the number one seed, that's always going to be a bad look, which is totally fair. No matter how great Jimmy Butler is, no matter how good of a team that the Heat are, if you're a number one seed, especially a team like we mentioned coming off a championship a couple years ago, you are expected to at least make it past the first round. And if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm sure they also had the conversations, you know, brought up the points that you brought up with regards to is Mike Budenholzer the guy who can really get us over the hump? And at this stage, I don't really think that he was. So, like, I understand why they did it. It sucks for him because it just shows, like, the NBA, well, all sports, but especially the NBA, it is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And if you're not doing anything to help your team get better, if you're not helping us have sustained success, you are going to be out the door. So, like I said, I see both sides of it, but I understand why they did it. Um, Recently, I saw that they were seriously looking at Kenny Atkinson to fill that role. Do you think that'd be a good fit, or do you think there's someone else who would be a better option? I think the best option for them would be Nick Nurse. Um, Kenny Atkinson, he's a good coach, but I think he's better suited to coach like young up and coming like he's the guy that you had he's the guy that you put in place to like bring up little star players like I think he would have been a great even though they've already filled a position like I think he would have been a great guy to have in Houston because it's a young team with young talent you can bring them up and they can be up and coming um, he could be a good guy like say potentially I don't know if it would happen like say Minnesota they decided to let go of their coach. He could be a good guy to fill those roles. Yeah. When you're when you're on a team like when you have a team like the Milwaukee Bucks that have won a championship, you need a guy that can kind of like garner their respect. And Kenny Atkinson, he's a good coach. He just hasn't won anything. Right. And at least Nick Nurse, you have a guy that has also won a championship. And I think, in my opinion, he's a better coach than Mike Budenholzer anyway. He just hasn't had the level of talent that Mike Budenholzer has had in Milwaukee. And the one time that he did have it, granted he came with some question marks as well, but he was able to win the championship with Toronto. Um, so I, my personal opinion, I would go, if I were him, I would try to go after Nick Nurse. 
Yeah, I feel that. And, I mean, he knows what it's like to coach a superstar talent. I mean, he was there when Kawhi Leonard was there, won that championship, and they had a lot of, a lot of good role players around him. And I think the same could be said for the Milwaukee Bucks, depending on what they do this free agency, because it could be very interesting to see what is going to happen with the Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday players like that. But I think Nick Nurse will be another really good option. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our game of believable or buffoonery, starting things off with Steph Curry and LeBron James. You and I both mentioned last year we felt like it was the best rivalry of this generation. And some people believe that it can also help turn the tide in terms of the GOAT conversation. Earlier in the series, Stephen A. Smith on first take said, if Steph Curry beats LeBron in this series and, dare I say, wins his fifth NBA championship, we might have to remove LeBron James off of the Mount Rushmore and put Steph Curry on it. While no one's NBA Mount Rushmore is ever going to be the same, it does beg the question of believable or buffoonery. Steph Curry will take LeBron's spot on the NBA Mount Rushmore if he was to win his fifth championship. Um, I'm going to say no. It's hard because I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm trying to really come at this from an unbiased perspective. I don't, because I mean, I don't even like, who is everybody's like, like, we don't, what's the Mount Rushmore? Because to me, the Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore is Kobe, Mike, LeBron, and who is the fourth? And that's like the one that's kind of in the air. Like, the top three, I agree with you. Four, for me, is probably either Magic Johnson or Kareem. As for me, that's a tough, I'll say this. Magic versus Kareem is a harder argument for me between LeBron and Steph. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I feel like LeBron has done more with significantly less than Steph Curry has. And this is to take nothing away from Steph. Steph has had an amazing career and like his play style has really helped change a generation of NBA. But I just think when we're gonna look back at both of their careers, nobody's gonna be like, oh yeah, Steph is the GOAT. Steph is the greatest of all time. LeBron, no matter how this year shakes out, no matter what else happens in his career, there are people who are gun to their head, fight to the death that LeBron is the greatest of all time. I don't see those same conversations coming about Steph. And I'm one of those people. Like, don't get me wrong. Me and you both know, like, I'm I'm a huge Kobe fan. Like, I love Kobe. But, and I love Mike. But in my mind, LeBron James is the best basketball player I've ever seen touch a basketball yeah. from all my perspective. Okay. And to me, no, what were you saying? Oh, yeah, I was I was agreeing with you. I disagree in terms of who I think is the GOAT, but like I said, I think LeBron just has a stronger case for the GOAT than Steph. So I don't think no matter what happens, I don't think this how it plays out changes that. Yeah, and it's like, to me, it's like, okay, yes, Steph does have five he, he could potentially, and I mean, it's looking like it won't happen, but it's also like, look at all the accolades that LeBron has outside of, like, championships. Like, LeBron just broke the, the one unbreakable record in the NBA. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like, to me, that, and LeBron went to the finals, he had a stretch where he went to the finals, what, 10 straight times? Yeah. 
like Steph didn't come close to that. Like you said, LeBron did this with less. Like yes, he had those years in Miami, and he had those years with Kyrie and Kevin Love in Cleveland. But like LeBron also did a lot of his damage throughout the course of his career, especially early on. We really subpar a subpar supporting cast. So yeah, I don't see it happening. Yeah, and I mean, because, hell, there's even, right now, there's still an argument of if Steph is even the best player in his position. Like, and so, if he wins a championship, that might sway people putting him over Magic. But, again, I just don't see how you can take him over Lamar. I mean, if you can put him over LeBron, even with another ring. I just feel like, still, if we're comparing careers, LeBron's had arguably the best of anybody. So, yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling buffoonery on that. All right, keeping things with the Lakers, though. You mentioned earlier that we're starting to see how good LeBron and Anthony Davis can be. But Anthony Davis, on his own, has been incredibly inconsistent. So much so that it has become a big topic of conversation with regards to the NBA. For example, Jay Williams on Get Up said, It's hard for me to recall a superstar in this game that has such extremes. I'm like, your ceiling is on the level of Jokic or Embiid. Maybe better, but your floor is JaVale McGee. Which, I mean, is a fair estimate because for F, it seems like up until recently, either he was going to score less than 20 points or he was going to drop 30. There was no real in-between. The last two games, he was 23 and 15, 25 and 13. But before then, it was a whole bunch of highs and a whole bunch of lows. So, believable or buffoonery, Anthony Davis is the most inconsistent player in the playoffs right now. He's looking that way, yeah. Yeah. At as this moment I would say yes. James Harden has an argument for it, but even his lows are still higher than AD's highs. Yeah. So that's like, why he I'm ain't scoring like thirteen. He's scoring like twenty at least. Exactly. So he may not have like a crazy go off game, but it's still gonna be more than AD's thirteen eleven points. So as of right now, I would say believable with that as well. But all right, let's go ahead and take a little blast to the past. Jason Kidd recently did an interview where he mentioned that he had verbally committed to joining the Spurs with Tim Duncan and co. in 2003. Instead, he decided to go back home to New Jersey where he joined the Nets. And he said, sometimes I think about what would have happened, probably a couple of championships. So Jason Kidd, as we all know, retired without winning any rings, but believable or buffoonery. Had he joined the Spurs back in 03, the Spurs would have more than five rings. Hold on, he didn't win one with Dallas that year? Oh, was he on Dallas's team that year when they won? I think he was on the team that beat Miami. Let me look. While I looked that up, believable or buffoonery, the Spurs would have more rings had Jason Kidd been there. I'm going to look it up, though. 100% believable. Um, because at the time... Jason Kidd was one of the top point guards in the NBA. And you paired it up with a young Tim Duncan and like Manu. And I think you would have you would have had to have had Tony Parker coming off the bench, maybe, I think. Yeah, I definitely think that would have had enough talent to win at least one extra championship. Yeah, he was on that championship, my bad, with the Knicks. My bad. This I mean not Knicks, the uh Mavericks. This is on me. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think that they would have won more. I mean, I'm not complaining because that would have stopped my Lakers from winning some more. But, yeah, um, 
I think that no disrespect to Tony Parker. Tony Parker is great. But Chase, Jason Kidd in his prime completely blows the doors off of uh, Tony Parker. Oh, for sure. Not even close. Uh, but all right, let's go ahead and move on to some current NBA drama. During game four, there was a slight altercation between Nikola Jokic and Matt Ashiba, the owner of the Phoenix Suns. While nothing really came out of it, uh, no suspension for Jokic. He had to pay a $25,000 fine. Following the incident, he mentioned what took place, and he said, the fan put the hand on me first. I thought the league is supposed to protect us or whatever, but maybe I'm wrong. We will see. Low-key, it's been a lot of player-slash-fan interactions this season, probably more so than I've seen in a long time. So, believable or buffoonery, the NBA is doing a poor job of protecting NBA players from spectators. Absolutely. I mean, like, even though, even if he is an owner, like, the dude, he shouldn't have, like, he shouldn't be allowed to grab a ball and hold a ball and then, like, kind of push Yogi. Yeah. Because Jokic is right, like even though he is the owner of the team, in that instance, he was a fan. Yeah, and I mean, even if everybody knew he was the owner, regardless, why are you touching me? Why are you this close to me? Like it's one thing if like inadvertently I fall into the stands. That's one thing, but you should not be touching me, thinking this is a skirmish, especially because. These players don't know who you are. We don't know what intentions you have or what you're going to do. And so it just seems like the NBA has to do a better job because, of course, you want players and fans, like fans to be on court side and be close to the action. That's great. But you, I feel like the NBA needs to do a better job of setting boundaries to make sure instances like this don't happen. But, and it's I'm sorry, go ahead. I, mean, I know you want to jump. And it's also this. Like, we know Yoke is about to smoke. Yeah. So, like, don't be like, don't be playing with Jokic because he's just in the thing is the dude flop. Like, bro, oh, for Jokic, sure. Jokic did not push you to strong. Like, I know he's an NBA player. I know he's seven foot. I know he's like at minimum two ninety, but he did not push you that hard, bro. To where you just fell out like that, like you obviously flopped to sell the situation. And it's like, but still, like Jokic, he he got that. He he want that smoke. And don't forget. His brothers will yeah, do it if he don't. Yeah, and then it's funny how after the situation, the owner had tweeted out to be like, yeah, I don't think he should get in trouble and, you know, just ready for game five. Like, bro, whatever. You're just saying that to save face because if you could have got this man suspended and not have to play game five, you would have did whatever it took because you know better. Um, But, yeah, no, I – like you said, his brothers. I mean, if Jokic don't do it, his brothers will. They got nothing to lose. They not in the NBA. But that would be funny. All right, last but not least, we've talked a lot about Jimmy Butler over the past couple of weeks, and rightfully so, because he has been amazing. And it seems like across the NBA landscape, fans, spectators, and pundits are all starting to see it as well. One tweet out tweet came out of the situation and said, LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal are the greatest players to ever play for the Heat, but Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler are the greatest Heat players ever. So believable or buffoonery, Jimmy Butler has submitted himself as one of the greats for the Miami Heat. Absolutely. I think he I think is in my mind it's Dwayne Wade number one. Um I would say maybe Alonzo Morning number two, mm. Jimmy three, and then LeBron. 
yeah and i think of course he's never let's be honest he's never gonna take Dwayne wade's spot but he could definitely get to especially if he want to mess around and want a ring two for sure two for yeah sure. if he want like if he want a ring this year he's like he's eclipsing alonzo morning for sure i mean if he gets him to the finals i think he eclipses alonzo morning yeah so nah jimmy butler has been Jimmy Butler has been remarkable, and it's it's nice to see him get his flowers. But because I think I think we both agree he makes it to the next round. I hope if it is the 76ers he wins, but I don't know. Same could be said for the Celtics. But it's been a it's been a heck of a ride being able to watch it. All right, let's go ahead and move on to WWE. And let's start things off with the tournament for the brand new World Heavyweight Championship. Embryo, did you watch Raw last night? By the way, we're recording this I on did, Tuesday, or at least this part. Uh, I did not get a chance to watch it last night, but I did hear one of the matches was Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, but I don't know the other one. That was the main event. So here's how they broke it, broke it down. So on both SmackDown and Raw, there's going to be two triple threat matches, and then the winner of those matches will face off later on in the show and compete as the finalists for Night of Champions. And so on the Raw, the triple threats were Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes versus The Miz. And then it was Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay? And Finn and Seth won. And then Seth beat Finn, thus putting him in the finals for the World Heavyweight Championship. Then, moving on to the SmackDown side, the triple threats are going to be AJ Styles versus Edge versus Rey Mysterio. And then it's going to be Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. I'm not going to lie. SmackDown, well, all the triple threats are kind of bangers. But the old man triple threat on SmackDown going to go crazy. I'm not going to lie. I can see SmackDown ending with Edge because that belt kind of looks like the one he never lost. You know what I mean? Well... To be fair, he lost it quite a few times. But the last time, yes, he did relinquish it. It was very yeah, sad. the last time. Yeah, last time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, last time, I don't see. But you know I'm rooting for Bobby. I don't see Bobby getting it. I don't. I just don't. I, I just, I don't see him going to the finals. Okay. Right. So How let's many start times Austin the... and Bobby going to fight? Jeez. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and start off with that match, right? So starting things off with uh, AJ, Edge, and Ray. You said you got Edge. I got Edge. I'm going to go AJ Styles mainly because he just came back. And I think they want to like kind of build him up and be like, yo, no, nah, AJ Styles is a killer. Hey, you said that about Shinsuke. You just want to throw that out there. You said what? You said that about Shinsuke. And you saw what just happened. Oh, it's not. I didn't think he was going to win. You, 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 you said he was what? You said something about him. I said he you should said... have won. I you said he should have been the, the world heavyweight champion because we were talking about on okay. each brand. Wow. Okay, okay. Because I think you said I, I said something. I just know you said something. You always say I don't listen to you. I was listening. Halfway listening. <laughs> you heard Shinsuke Nakamura and then just tuned out after everything else I said. I can't get any points. <laughs> you never give me points. I mean, why would I give you half a point? That don't count in no other sport. Why would you get one now? <laughs> Uh, it does count in uh, some some games. But, okay, I said continue. sports. This is a sports podcast. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Next up, the triple threat between Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Sheamus. This one's kind of hard because yes, I don't want Austin to win. 
Bobby would kind of make sense, but I'm ready for him to face Roman. And also, to be no. honest, I'm just going to put this out there now. I don't think anybody on the SmackDown side is going to win because why would you have both belts on SmackDown? Yeah, well, yeah um, I, it's just put on bangers. Um, nobody, I don't see anybody even on the SmackDown side that will even win. And if they do, they'll just have to go to Raw, I guess, whatever. But, you know, it's Triple H. He might spice it up, you know what I mean? Because right now the shoe in is Seth Rollins. But I can see them trying to do a swerve. Almost comes out and messes him over, just like Brock did to Cody. But, um, you know what I say? I say Edge, but um, I can see Bobby. Just to want to put on a different match. You can probably do Bobby for the win. Because I don't think last time I ever, I don't think they ever wrestled. I can't think of it. Bobby versus Edge. I don't think so either. So you could do something brand new that we've never seen before. But I could definitely see Sheamus. Because I don't know if you really want to do Bobby versus Roman yet. Because, like, because I just don't see a time period. Like, I don't know what they want Roman to lose, honestly. But I can see them doing Sheamus versus Roman. Because they still have something they got an unfinished little thing they have. But I got Bobby winning. Then it's going to be Edge versus Bobby if Edge wins. Mm, I'm going to go AJ and. um, I think I'll go AJ and Bobby too. Because you got to make Bobby okay. look strong, I think. And then I got AJ winning. And I think it's going to be AJ versus Seth in the finals. And I'm not going to give those predictions yet till we actually get to Night of Champions because, duh. Uh, Night of Champions is like in, what, two weeks? Um, uh, Yes, it's two weeks from Saturday. Another time I'm going to be out of town. But I, don't worry, I'm going to watch. I'm making sure I watch it. Yeah, because I'm going to spoil it for you this time. No, don't do that. Don't you, spoil, you be spoiling stuff for me. That's a lie, you know it. No, you don't do it intentionally. You just be like, I can't believe there was such and such one. But you'll be like ahead, like a couple seconds. <laughs> oh, in other words, so it's not my problem. Great. Okay. Tell your... Yeah, but you still record it, so uh, I got I to gotta, I gotta get paid back for those. You don't. You really don't. I will, Oh, though. but you know because it says Saudi Arabia is going to be earlier, right? You know that, right? Ah, uh, what day? It's going to be on Saturday, Saturday, so the 28th. Without work. Oh, you might spoil it for me then, because I work on Saturday. No, I might not be able to watch it live. Wait, never mind. I think it's the 27th. Well, it's either the 27th, 28th, one or two. I know it's that weekend. Um, It depends, because I'm probably I'm going to be on a flight like that morning. So if I get to the hotel and I can watch it, that's rich one girl, Rich girl. That's a rich girl right there, y'all. Oh, she I didn't pay for flight. my flight. And before uh, y'all I say, bet, ooh, you getting flued out, my mother played for my flight. Story long short, I'm going to Connecticut, because one of my cousins is graduated from high school. And so it's a family trip. She lying, y'all. A man flying her out. <laughs> what man in Connecticut flying me out? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a weird place to find a man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guy. I don't know. Uh, people cancel. In wow. <laughs> Look at you speaking derogatorily about Connecticut men. Mm. I'm sorry. Every time I think of Connecticut, I just think about the little honey, I think hotel there, and I'm just like, nah, Connecticut ain't the place for me. <laughs> the only thing about Connecticut that I think about is Yukon. I couldn't tell you nothing else about Connecticut. And yeah, the Connecticut Sun, the WNBA team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just don't hear nothing about Connecticut. Honestly, I don't know if it's a good place to live or not. I don't hear anything about it except for the hotel. 
I never know. They had, I'm a, not whole live there. They had a whole movie about the hotel. It's a haunted hotel. I'm like, oh, yep, that's enough for me. About to go. You know what? No judgment on me because, like I said, I'm not going to live in Connecticut. No way. But, all right. Let's go ahead and get to the main reason why we are here. It is time to recap Backlash. And my embryo, I got to tell you, you really be playing yourself picking Bobby. Picking Bobby almost always screws you in these <laughs> It really does. Like, hey, I'm going to go down with the almighty ship. You hear me every time? Hey, I get it. Rep the part business as long as you can. Uh, why do I say that? Well, here's what took place at this weekend's Backlash. Uh, even though she lost to Bianca Belair, EO stock is sky high. See what I did there? EO sky? Yeah, I saw what you did there. Uh, I'll give you a half a point for that. That's, I don't want your half point. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a real competitor. I want, I want a full point. Anyway. What? Keep going, keep going. Okay. It took everything out of Seth Rollins, but two regular curb stomps and a super curb stomp later helps him take down almost. Uh, Austin Theory's awareness stays at a level 100 after he takes advantage of Bobby Lashley's spear and retains his United States Championship. Rhea Ripley gets the win, but Zelina Vega puts on for her homeland. It's an LWO reunion as Bad Bunny holds on to beat Damian Priest. The bloodline gets the big win, but Solo is clearly sick of his brother's shit. And last but not least, <laughs> Cody Rhodes makes a bloodied Brock Lesnar his victim. Also, technically this is a backlash statement, but Brock Lesnar is horrifying looking with his face covered in blood. Like, that shit is scary. Like, when he had, um, what's it called? In the arm bar on Cody Rhodes? Like, just his face that was terrifying. Really? You was terrified? Yeah. <laughs> and then seeing his face like last night with a big old scar on his forehead and then a black eye. He looks. Oh, oh he had a black eye? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, he looked. Um, I'm not going to say it because I'm like you. I don't want to get canceled. But he looks like a certain type of individual that... um. You don't want to see in the dark alley. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I don't think you want to see him in a well-lit alley, if I'm being honest. No, no, for real. Straight up. You you are not wrong. But adding to that, I won. I went 6-1. and one. I should have followed my better judgment and picked the bloodline, but it's all good. And Embryo, you came in at 5-2. and two. So what was your favorite match of the night? Ooh, favorite match, favorite match. I'm going to say favorite match was really Bianca uh, and Io. Um, I really enjoyed that. That was a good banger to start. Um, uh, they just had a lot of great matches that night. I can't really say which one was the best. I'm going to choose a Bianca. Um, it, it just was different. They was booing her. I never just really heard her get booed, but they just still did just put on a great match. Um I want to say the, the funnest match was probably Bad Bunny, the fun. Like, it was just a lot going on, and I really enjoyed it. But it was just a great card overall, honestly. Uh, I, it, I think the my least favorite match was the Triple Threat with Bobby. Look at you answering three different questions at one time. Yeah, I know. I got to throw it in there. You can uh, start calling me Charles Barkley from here on out. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm not going to do you like that. I like Charles Barkley. 
it's just funny because I don't know if you saw on social media, but they had like a screenshot of like sports reference and all the nicknames that they had for Charles Barkley back when he was playing. And almost all of them made reference to him being fat. <laughs> yeah, he, that, he was like piled around. Uh, just, again, off topic. Let's go. Let's go. We get off topic. Tell me about it. Oh, I'm no, no, sorry. One last thing because mm-hmm. I asked you this. Almost is very underrated wrestling. It seems like he's getting better and better. You know it's you could have saved that. All right, I'll save it. I'll put it back in my pocket. Yeah, because, like, there's going to be a question where you can, like, you know, hype up somebody. I mean, how am I supposed to know that? You, you did not send me the layout this time. I never seen you the layout for the recap. It's always the same questions, Embryo. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, this show is a bit unhinged. Um, moving on, uh, yeah, my favorite match was also Bianca versus EO for a lot of the same things you said. Um, I think it was just a really good, it was a great match across the board. Two of my favorites in the business right now. The right person won. And I was right about Bailey costing EO. Even though it was still kind of weird how she technically cost her. Because, I mean, it's not uh, technically Bailey's fault that Bianca moved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Um, they was trying, because I didn't even notice it fully. Um, the ref was, it really wasn't her fault. Even with the ref seeing that she was holding her um, her hair, she still could have flipped, I mean, did her flip on her. I, I, I don't see that as Bailey costing her. They're going to write it that way, but I just don't really see it that way. No, because I don't think it's totally Bailey's fault. Now, Bailey would have, like, hit Bianca and got her disqualified. Okay. Yeah. 100%. I thought this was going to happen. When Bianca pulled her in the ring, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But it didn't. All right, moving on to our favorite moment. What was your favorite moment of Backlash? Ooh, favorite moment. Uh, I don't really just have a... I guess when... Um, when I uh, when I saw when I saw uh, why can I not think of his name um, Carlito when I that's his name right I don't know why I can't think right now well, uh, I don't know Carlito's name Carlito Caribbean yeah. cool I spit in the face of people don't want to be cool yeah when I saw I did not expect him to come out <laughs> when I saw him I was just amazed uh, once said that's probably like my favorite moment like I said that whole match was just it was fun controversial opinion y'all can fight me about it i thought the match was kind of mid yeah the match itself was just kind of bland now like all the returns and stuff was cool yeah but the match itself was just yeah well well, i just i I enjoyed it um first it was a great crowd yes the puerto rico crowd yeah yeah, like I said, I rarely say something about the crowd that crowd was amazing i think they threw like a little extra on it and um like I say, the match, it was just fun to me. I ain't gonna sit here and say it was the best match of the night or nothing like that. It was just a fun match. Like, it wasn't boring. Um, I didn't expect a, a lot out of it. You know what I mean? This Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. And Damian was pretty much doing all of it. I like how they worked it. It was it was well worked, you know. I'm not gonna say it's the best match, but it was just fun. It did its job. I'm gonna yeah, say that. It I did agree. its job. And I, I didn't feel bored watching it. Agreed. Um, my favorite moment was seeing Zelina Vega get her flowers. Like, when she just stood in the middle of the ring and was crying. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that was a really beautiful moment, because everybody knows I'm a big Zelina Vega fan. And, like, most of her time she's been spent as a manager. And, like, 
within the last year is the most she's really been able to wrestle and showcase what she could do in a ring. So not only her getting a championship match, but also being able to do it in her home country and just getting all the love that she got. It was really, really beautiful. I was so happy for her. Yeah, that was real nice. Uh, I liked that too. Uh, yeah, I really did like that. Uh, I saw, uh, I watched it on YouTube off air. They, they actually did the same thing for Brock, which shocked me too. Like, uh, at the end, everybody was just cheering. So that was just a great crowd. They was just cheering. Yeah, because like, even movie. watching it, they were cheering Brock more than, they, more than they were Cody. Yeah, but like I said, I was like, after he lost, I saw that. I was like, huh. They actually made him break character for like a second. But uh, I would say Selena was definitely way bigger, and she deserved it. For sure. It's, it's nice seeing my girl get her flowers. All right, who do you feel increased their stock and decreased their stock? See, I told you to keep that almost statement in your back pocket. But it's still funny because I'm not going to choose him for that okay, stock. Well. Uh, I would say Sky increased her stock. Sky? What's her first name? Yep. Okay, just making sure you, you actually knew it. <laughs> Why are you trying to put me on the spot? Yeah, I think you, know you don't uh, care about women. Uh, you can't be saying that. But uh, definitely E.L. Scott. Uh, you know, I didn't. I, I knew about her. I didn't watch, like, I didn't watch her in NXT, but just watching that match, she... It was just a great match. I think she increased her stock. Decrease? I'm going to actually say Austin Theory, only because his reign, uh, they're, they're behind him because they're letting him keep the, the belt on him. But a lot of his wins are just like Luke's. Like, he I don't, like he never just, I don't want to say he's a dirty, like, dirty. Like, when he wins, it's just, he just finds himself in the spot. Like, the win with John Cena. He tapped, but the ref didn't see it. Did he won? What did he kick? John to the balls. I can't remember. But like, I don't know. It's just something about Austin. Every time he wins, it's just like, oh, he won again. It's like I, I feel guess. that because I don't remember the last time he had an actual clean win. Because even when his reign started, he didn't get a clean win, right? When uh, how did he win that match? Did, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. He, he always gets a win off of Bobby. I don't know if you, like, you realize that. Like, it's always Bobby spearing somebody, and he finds a way to get the pin. And it's like, like, I guess that's his character, but at the same time, it's like, it's not really helping his character. I hear you. I, I totally understand what you're saying. I am picking up what you are putting down, my brother. Um, My increased stock is also EO Sky because obviously and my decreased stock honestly this is kind of tough because i don't really have anybody who decreased their stock you know yes i do jacksonville florida's monday night raw crowd because like you mentioned puerto rico's crowd was amazing and then to come on monday and jacksonville's crowd for raw sucked all night they didn't even get seth rollins song right you just gonna go against the whole Jacksonville, really? Yes, I am. Let me, let Do better. I gotta, I gotta help you fight people off. Let me start stretching. No, because you like just went against Connecticut. You went against the, the whole state. thing in Connecticut. And if you really want to be fair, I said the men of Connecticut. Oh, but wow. I took it back. So that bears it down. You gotta cut the women and children out. You gotta cut the little boys out, too, because they're not men yet. they little boys. Okay, but so, you still men. you came for a state, I came for a city. <laughs> Oh, you came for the hoes. Look, let me stretch. No, what was you going to say? I came for a city. You came for a state. 
half of the state. Still a state? Anyway. Yeah, that's like, you know, last me, night. Me and I don't care. Me and I don't care I said that, so really. Uh, you don't know about no, that. Oh, are you, are you assuming men's feelings? Are you saying men aren't allowed to have emotions and feel things? Wow, Embryo, you are just digging yourself well, deeper I just put words in my mouth. You just put words. Like, when I say it, you make it come out as worse. Like, I'm like, I didn't even say it like that. Yes, you did. You thought it. No, you just, you real good at making me feel. <laughs> you want to give me counsel if I get started. Man. Like, you, I, I didn't even say that. It. I didn't say it like that. And the way you say it is not how I said it. I don't know. It, it sounds real similar. No, 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 it didn't. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. How you, you gonna tell me how extra. it sounded? And I was doing the well, heat. How I said it is like you put pasta just in a pot. You put water on. You put water, the seasoning. You did everything. Like no, you 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 turned the aisle on. No, no, you make yourself a whole lot worse. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that. No, yeah, I do. You, you made yourself a whole lot worse. You need to stop it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to let it yeah, ride. Yeah. Even though yeah. I'm right. All right. Let's talk the one booking decision that we would have made. If you could change anything about Backlash, what would you have changed, Embryo? Ooh. I would have let, uh, I would have changed the ending for the Cody versus Brock match because he kind of rolled him up. I wanted to see a definite, like, pin. I just wanted Cody to get him, you know? Well, then um, how would they be able to have the rematch, silly dilly? They always go. They gonna have a Brock does what he wants. Brock literally had a few with Bobby and was losing, and still came out and attacked Bobby, Bobby every single time, mm-hmm. and got another match. They could easily do that. Okay. That's freaking Brock. If Brock can get pinned, and people will be like, "Yeah, hey, he he wants revenge for getting pinned." It's it's fine. Yeah, I didn't love the ending of that match either, but as long as we got the blood and the pissed off Brock, I'm good. Sign me up every time. I don't think that was planned. He actually hit his head. No, it was planned, apparently. Oh, it was? Yeah. Yes, he just, he's just that gangster. He just ran into the thing. Yeah. He, he now, he didn't blade, he but it. he... I feel like blading would have been easier. Because he had that big old scar on his forehead, so he just... Oof. Okay, yeah. Brock is having fun. I, I, when I see him, it's like he's actually having fun again. See, this is why I'm saying, like, when I want to knock you upside your head, I'm trying to tell you it's going to be fun, but you don't let me do it. Why don't you want to have fun like Brock Lesnar? Hey, look, I don't know why she wants me to always try to overpower her, and Cap. then she's going to use that against me. Cap? And be like, oh, like, I always overpower this girl. Always? Okay. You're going to capital A. Okay, obviously. Your idea cotton picking mine. Um, my one booking decision. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said what I said. Um, you never heard of like an older person say that ever? As a black man, you ain't never heard nobody say that. Why well, you had to put emphasis on black? As a black man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done with you. I'm so done with you. You will never be done with me. Um, but no. yeah, my one booking decision was I would have given Rhea and Zelina more time. It felt like you blinked and that match was over. Which was kind of disappointing because you mentioned your least favorite match. So I'm going to mention my least favorite match. This was my least favorite match because it went by so quickly. And I was expecting they would get some more time. Because low-key, if this was the case, well, nah, I get not having them be the, like, opening. But still, like, excuse me, just more than what? Because I don't think that match was even 10 minutes. 
And understand you want to have Rhea be a powerhouse. You want Rhea to be great, which she is. But it's like, I don't know. Like, at least give Zelina a fighting chance. And I don't feel like they gave her one. Yeah, I get your point with that. Um, I, I think that's the reason they did not. They want her just to be a powerhouse. And um, they just want her just to beat up Selena, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the reason why it was like that. But I get it. Yeah, they they could have had some more time. Uh, let her get some more offense in, at least uh, get a close pin. And then, you know, Rhea could have took over after that. Yes. Now. But Rhea, but Rhea won. That was the right choice. Oh, for sure. Right but then it does, you know. It begs the question, when are they going to swap the belts? Because I thought they were going to do it at Backlash after both women retained. When are they going to... Like, what are y'all doing? Maybe they won't. That's stupid. Now, unless they, like, rename the titles, that's one thing. No, what's 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 dumb is not putting Judgment Day on SmackDown and still having real going on to both shows. Why would they do that? Because then Bianca would have to go on both shows. Oh yeah, I keep. I see. Look, I'm getting thrown off because Rhea is holding the Smackdowns Women's Championship. She's holding the Raw Women's Championship. My man, I, I, I confused myself. I just confused myself. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe they're not gonna. Uh, I don't know. But maybe they're just... trying to. Maybe, 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 I think they're trying to figure out another way to do it because they always do the little belt swap, and I think Triple H is probably trying to find a different way to do it. Now, if they just want to rename the titles, that's one thing. But it's like, this yeah, is stupid. Yeah, they got to change the colors, because why would she hold Will? Yeah, no, exactly. But I'm saying it's just dumb to me how they haven't done that yet. Or you could have just kept them on their last brands and gone about your business. Yeah, but who knows? We don't get paid the big bucks to figure it out. I wish I did. Call me, Triple H. Please call me. Hey, I wish I did, too. You know if I get a job, you want to come up? <laughs> Now, Dad, we might know. Actually, you can't go. You want to know why you can't go? Why? Because Triple H is from Connecticut, so he's offended by what you just said. Is he really from Connecticut? Yes, he's from Greenwich, Connecticut. He's from and Connecticut. The, the McMahons were born in Connecticut. Oh, wow. Oh, never mind. Uh, You're not getting me. a job. I got to go to AEW now. Yeah. Yeah, you. <laughs> all because of a podcast. Yeah. You know, all because you said something about Connecticut. No, no, all because of the podcast. They're not going to get you. They're going to be like, you had this man on your podcast. They're going to hire me because I, I admonish you as soon as you said it. Nah, nah, you let me say it, though. You shouldn't even let me say it. How am you a grown man? How am I going to stop you from saying something? Exactly. I don't know how you was going to do it. And you're also, what, how many hundred miles away from me? Like 400, 500 miles away from me? How was I going to do that? It's something like that. All right, then. Anyway. So Triple H, he said the bad thing, not me. You messed up. You messed up. You messed up. Ooh. You messed up. You said it. I personally have no beef with Connecticut. Anyway. I have no beef with Connecticut. I don't know. You just bashed all of their men. (laughs) I took it back. You must have got that part. Nah, it's too late. Don't matter. No take backsies. Um, all right. Let's talk our biggest WTF moments. What was yours? Right, we might end up having the same one, honestly. Nah, I like to choose different things. Uh, I'm gonna say the super curve stuff. I like that. Never seen it done. You yeah, liked it at that, huh? You said what? You liked it at that? Did, 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 did. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I'm choosing the super curve stuff. That was cool. 
I'm going Carlito coming back because I love me some Carlito Caribbean cool. And of course, not only did he come back, but he brought the apple. And I was like, ooh, whose face he gonna spit in? And then obviously I was like, it's gotta be Dom. Gotta be Dom. He's gotta be Dom. <laughs> Which by the way, there are many disrespectful and crazy things done to people in the WWE ring. You not finna spit on me. I don't care if you're spitting the green mist. I don't care if you're just blatantly spitting on me like Randy Orton used to do people. Or if you're spitting chewed up freaking apple in my face. It's not happening. We fighting for real. Everyone who's taking it are better men than me and women than me because I ain't doing it. I feel you. I feel you with that. Um, if I ever get in that industry, I wouldn't want nobody spitting on me either. But like, like I said, I get the green mist. I still spit. I don't really, I don't like that. But I, I get the green mist. And the apple is kind of just classic now. Oh, it's so amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like if they like if they told me, hey, Carlos gonna come out there, he's gonna spit the apple in your face. I'm like, first I'm getting spit on, but I also be like, you know what? This is kinda awesome. This is like legendary. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was gonna be dumb. You know what? Now that I think about it, I wonder if that crowd was gonna boo the crap out of dumb. Yes. They booed the crap they out like, of SmackDown. Oh yeah, they did. That was so what, 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 I'm like, now I have to ask, why weren't you sure if they were gonna boo the crap out of Dom? Because, like, you know, his dad, he's a Mysterio. That's the reason he's getting booed. Because he's treating his dad like crap. <laughs> Do you think he's ever going to stop getting booed? Do you yeah, ever think what? one day. But it's just so funny how much crowds hate him. It is amazing. It is. And, like, but it's, it's making him better, too, though. Because, yeah. like, like, I never, I never really do. I never really liked his mic skills at first, but now it's like getting better. And when people bullying you, and you can barely get your lines out. And you got to fight over it. It's making you better in the long run. And honestly, people are bullying him. I think I would boo him too, but like I think people like him, but they're booing him because like, bro, you're you're, you're doing your you're doing amazing as a heel right now. Y'all just hating on prison dom, and y'all mad because y'all wouldn't make it in the pen. That's what the issue. They bad. Is. They, no, they bad because his girl is real Ripley. That too. <laughs> that that. That's a big one. That is a big one. All right, girl, last but second. up into a relationship. That is hilarious. She will beat the crap out there, man. That ain't together. And the gag <laughs> is like, she has her, her boyfriend is Buddy Murphy. I don't know what his name is yeah. in AEW, but like they're a cute little couple. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he was at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was at the Hall of Fame. I think that was also nice. They had people there. Cause I think uh, Alice the Black was there too. Yeah. I mean, if I'm married to you, you coming. You ain't got nothing yeah, but I feel like I feel like it make uh if he was running it, he wasn't gonna allow other people to come. No, again. he's done it before. Well, yeah, he he had CM Punk, but no, he told CM Punk to leave backstage. He told him he couldn't be there. Triple H didn't catch. Rap was like CM Punk is here. <laughs> yeah, I mean Triple H is Triple H is Triple H, and Vince McMahon is Big Vince McMahon. And we just go, we gonna leave that at that. Um, how would you grade Backlash? I give it a solid B. No, I give it an A, and I'm putting it an A because of the fans. The fans boosted up even more. It's going to be an A for me. See, the fans are what got it to be a B. Because for me, it was like B minus range. But those fans were those fans were great. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the card. That's why I wanted the best backlashes. I, 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 I feel like I, I said that before, but... Back, I remember when Backlash first got started, it was not good. But like, I could why? Because they, they had women work. on there? No, what? What? Where'd they come from? Embryo, how many times did I tell you you don't care about women? Why are you so... What are you talking about? You know, whatever. 
What are you talking about? You saw a 2008 car when it was a 12-woman women's tag match. You said, I'm not having this on my TV. Was it? Was it? <laughs> yeah, it actually was. That's actually actually, like, I didn't know that. Actually, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. I have it on DVD. My favorite backlash. I, I bet you do. I bet you do. You know I got a whole thing of DVDs. I know. I, I said I bet you do, dog. Why you say bet like that? I, I didn't say bet like nothing. Mm, whatever. Anyway, yeah, um, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please be sure to check out the export.net. I repeat the export.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Embryo, anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Uh, I just want everybody to be safe, safe out there. And until next time. Are you sure that's it? Because for the last two times you've been on here. That was not the last two times. That was one time. That was that one time. Y'all, y'all see what I deal with? You did I deal with this after after the video ends. I still deal with this what for like video? an extra this is all audio. two hours. Yeah, you knew what I meant. No, I they didn't. know what I meant. Did I? For like extra two hours when this ends, I still have to deal with her, y'all. Pray for me, okay? You wish <laughs> you could deal with me for two hours. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. Um, I got That's nothing what you took out that whole That's what you took out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep, that's all I heard. Just like a man, not fully listening. Oh wow. Um, just like a man. What does that mean? Oh. No, I just, like just what I said. <laughs> Have you're, listening. You're gonna get canceled. You are already canceled. And so, thank you guys for listening to us to get canceled. Hopefully, you like us enough to come back next time and see what <laughs> Embryo says to get himself canceled for the 20th time this week. Again, thank hey, you guys record. so much for listening, and we will see you all next time. <laughs>